Good morning, good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion. We are on the air. Coming to you live from the... This is Ehud, son of Dennis. Coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God. Quite divided, but liberty and justice for some. And that is our premise of where America is today. Probably has always been that way in reality. Um, People who know people or people with the right political persuasion typically have gotten away with things they shouldn't. I mean, look at our governmental system today. It's very corrupt, very uh, disingenuous, very um, not so good. And people will make excuses for that in a lot of ways. People will say that it's this reason or this reason. But in reality, folks, it's because of sin. It's because of the lack of faith. And here it is a religion. We believe that we were created beings. We are created by the God of the universe, the one that's in the Bible, the one uh, true God, the only God that is there, is alive, is ever existing. And everything else that tries to supplant him is a complete waste of time. And there are many things that try to replace him in this life. But when you look at the decisions people make and the things that people try to do, especially when you look at the government and people that are in control. You look at, at throughout our states here in the United States of America and the different approaches that different states took during this so-called pandemic, which really wasn't a pandemic. It was a bad flu that certainly killed people, but I don't think it killed as many people as they say it did. I don't think it was as deadly as they say it was. I had it as bad as as many people. I was down to a couple of days where I, I had problems even going to the restroom. My wife had to roll me back there with a, a wheelchair we have around for her 96-year-old grandma. But in the end, I while I had moments where I was somewhat fearful, I don't know that I ever really felt like I was going to die. And I trusted that there were therapeutic things that you could do to, to help me out of it. And I wound up getting a hold of some ivermectin and a few other things and Started taking those things and within a couple of days was on the mend and heading the other direction. So, it is a crazy time to be alive when you look at history and some of the things we've been through as a society, as a world, but as a country. I was reading a quote from Patton today and he was talking about how. He was convinced at the end of the war that they were on the wrong side, that they should have fought with the fascists against the communists, which I don't remember ever seeing that quote, but he said 50 years from now, we're going to be in a degraded society. And we see what's going on. It's taken a little bit longer than that, uh, more like 70 years, but he was pretty spot on. You know, you see things in our public schools nowadays that, 50 years ago would have turned the stomachs of every parent in this in this country. 
And now, because of wokeness, because of unfaithfulness, because of suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, you see things uh, offered as normal and good and healthy that are an abomination to our God, to the one who made us. So we like to start with scripture here, and it's a religion, and look at life through the lens of faith. And we're studying faith right now. And we've gotten through the first uh, few chat, few books of the New Testament, just looking at references to faith and what it might mean and how we should be thinking about faith and our own faith and what we put faith in. But we're going through Paul's letter to the Romans, and we were looking at verse 1. Uh, or chapter 1, and now we uh, are in chapter 3 today. And I'm going to read through this and just simply make a comment or two along the way because I think it mostly speaks for itself. Paul's talking about uh, faith and the fact that, that Jesus came through uh, the Jewish community to then offer the New Testament, the gospel, the good news, to the Gentiles. In this case, they call them the Greeks, but it's it's the rest of us. What advantage then has the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. So they received the law from God, the way, the only way in which we really know what sin is is by God's law and God giving us a reference to what he deems is good and right and true. Because he made us, folks. We are his. Whether you like that or not, whether you accept that or not, it doesn't change. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written that you might be justified in your sayings and the mightiest overcome when you're judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who takes vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? I believe he's talking here at some point, people who don't exhibit faith in the right direction, are going to be judged. And he's not unrighteous to do so, because it's his. This is all his. For if the truth of God has more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged a sinner? So people were condemning him, saying he was lying in what he was telling people. And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, Whose damnation is just? What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. So he basically comes back to the fact that we are all sinners. Everyone has fallen short of the perfect glory of God. And that is because of sin entering the world through Adam and Eve. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands. There is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way. 
They are together become unprofitable. There is none that does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So we see a lot of people like this in our society today, just like Paul was saying there were back then. And he uses the word none that does good. And that's, ooh, it's an absolute negative, uh, nay, neither, never, none, nothing. I don't even know how you pronounce it. Ooh. So, in some way, shape, or form, he's saying, none seek after God, which I struggle with a little bit because when he says none, I just wonder who he's really talking to. Because there are there is there are scriptures in the Bible that talk about seek and you shall find. And God encourages people to seek after him. And so I, I don't know if that's an absolute on that part. But the general gist that Paul's getting at is nobody is able to stand before God on their own. I think that's the main point of the whole thing. Because he in verse 18 he says, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that things, what things, soever the law says, it says unto them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is knowledge of sin. So basically just by acting right, you cannot earn favor with God. You cannot be righteous with God. You cannot be in his presence and in his, uh, be completely right with him. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his unrighteousness. So when we put our faith in what Christ has done for us, then and only then can we become righteous right with God. Righteousness is simply a state of being right with God. And so he remits our sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So he's bared with us. And now because we claim faith in what Christ did for us as a propitiation, as a payment for our debt, God is able to say, okay, I forgive you. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Again, believes, has faith in Christ. 
Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. And I think Paul's point here is he's he's saying that this justification comes by faith so that no one can boast. No one can say, oh, I did better than that guy. Oh, I'm better than so-and-so. I'm more righteous than fill in the blank. Because none, that's, you know, he's making the main point here, none are righteous. None can come before God and stand before him in a righteous way. But Christ, Christ was the only one that could do that. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. I mean, right there is the main statement about faith that you need to understand. A man is justified by faith, by trust in what Christ did, by believing in what he did for you. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Because Christ was the only one to follow the law perfectly, who didn't sin. He was God in the flesh. He was the only one that could do that in our current state. I think that's what ultimate, ultimately, I think that's what Paul's getting here in chapter 3 of Romans. Is look, you can't do this because you've fallen, everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus did it because he was God in the flesh and he could do it. And you need to put your trust and faith in him and what he did for you. And then you can walk in a way that's completely different than you've walked for your entire life whether you're 10 or 100 you will be a different person a new creation when you place your faith and trust in Christ so I'm not going to get into uh, a whole bunch of different uh, commentaries and things like that I just the main point is you need to put faith in Christ and what he did for you and by doing so, you can be justified right with God. And it's a beautiful thing. So, with that, let's take a quick look at, uh, at what's going on out there today and see how people exhibit faith. I think you see a lot of things going on in our society uh, critical race theory is one that comes to mind as I read through some of the, the headlines. And you have all these theories that the liberal folks, the communistic folks, the leftist folks, are trying to integrate into the equation. They're trying to get rid of our true history, trying to get rid of the way in which uh, the American country, the American experience was founded so that people don't remember, people don't uh, think about how different we are now than what we were. And you have so much tumult going on in the world, and yet I would offer that I doubt it's ever been different. 
There was, do you think there was a little tumult in the world when God destroyed it with a flood? Do you think there was tumult in the world when Israel was being held captive by the Egyptians in slavery and bondage? Do you think there was tumult in the world when World War II was going on, World War I was going on, the Civil War was going on? There's really been never anything different. It just manifests itself in different ways. You know, something that, that is interesting to me to watch, uh, most conservatives uh, are big on what we call backing the blue. And to watch the response that some of these Ontario police have done with these truck protests. Uh, and when you look at what happened to people on January 6th last year, um, after the election, when people were legitimately trying to protest uh, something they felt was wrong. You know, Trudeau clamping people down in Canada. Well, you can't go anywhere without a stupid vaccine. And in the America, when Joe Biden stole that election, there's no doubt in my mind about it. There's no way that dude got 81 million votes. I'm sorry. It's pathetic to even suggest that. It's pathetic to say there was no issues with that election. And yet that's what people try to do. Unrighteousness will try to uh, steer people's faith in things that don't make sense. Things that aren't true. Things that will harm people. And that's exactly what's going on right now. With Joe Biden as the faux president. How long have they been saying that Russia's going to invade Ukraine? I mean, has it been a couple months now? It seems like every day, oh, they're going to invade, they're going to invade. It's almost like they're wishing Russia to do this. Um, glad to see there's a Canadian premier suing Trudeau's use of Emergency Powers Act. There's no insurrection or coup. They're not trying to get rid of him. They're just trying to say... Stop the madness. Why would people try and force you to take a vaccine when it doesn't even work? And that's been proven. I mean, I know at least three people that were supposedly fully vaxxed and got the disease anyway in the last six months. You know, there's got to be more behind it than just the vax will keep you safe. So I, think about that, folks. Think about what people are really all about. If someone tells you they're coming at something to try and keep you safe, we're trying to, you know, find out what's behind the curtain first. Why are they pushing the vaccine instead of therapeutics? Why are they pushing lockdowns instead of Hey, be careful, you know, if you're worried about your health, wear a mask. Why does it have to be locked down? Why does it have to be, I mean, think about think about this stuff. Step back from it, get the motion out of it, and think about it. What is their motivation? What is their purpose? And are they faithful people? Do they exhibit faith in God? Do they exhibit faith in something more than this life? You know, I think of Justin Trudeau, and I, I need to pray for that man because I think he's lost. And I think people like him are lost. 
people like Governor Pritzker in Illinois, where I live. Because they have not put faith in the right place. They've trusted in and believed in people and things that go against God's truth, that go against the truth. Again, the Bible says that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if that's true, you cannot have wisdom without putting fear in God first, without stepping back and going, okay, God is in control. So why do I need to lock people down? Why do I need to cancel people? Why do I need to... So there's a spiritual battle at the core of all this, folks. All of it. And we need to be praying that God opens the eyes of the blind. Because there's a lot of folks walking around with blinders on their eyes right now. Through this pandemic. And I think it's less than what the media makes it out to be. I think they're a significant minority in the equation globally. You see these protests going on all over the world now saying, no, we want to be free people. We don't need somebody taking care of us 24-7. We don't want somebody controlling us 24-7. Leave us alone. Let us live our lives. It's not what government's there for, but because of the evils of sin, people, there are people there that want to control others, that want to be in power, that want to subvert others to their will. And that's what communism's all about, folks. Don't have any uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is evil incarnate, and it's the faith of Satan manifest in this world. So, but we thank God that He is still in control. That He, that our Lord Jesus is on the throne, and He knows all this stuff. So no matter how ugly it gets in this life, you know, most of the people that put faith in God in the Bible did not have an easy life, folks. My wife and I were talking about that the other day. They had it pretty rough. So, but they had it rough with joy and peace. Paul talked about that in one of his letters. No matter what state he was in, he was thankful. And that's the type of people we need to be. So have a blessed day. Thanks for stopping by. This is It's a Religion. If you do not know Jesus and you'd like to know more about him, certainly email us at ehud at itsareligion.org. That's ehud at itsareligion.org. And we'll be happy to help you in that process to find faith in Jesus the Christ who came and died for you. And rose again to be seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for you. To help you see life through truth. Those who follow his voice follow the truth. Don't forget that. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's
done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never